Hey folks, this is Frank Reynolds and this is the lies people tell. Thank you for joining me today on a special episode where we're going to have a selected reading from my new book, the lies people tell an FBI agents toolkit for catching liars and cheats. And today I'm going to read about pronouns and I think you're going to find this interesting. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Pronouns tell us so much about each other. Pronouns tell us what and who is important in our lives. We show the world what we own and possess through the use of pronouns. You can tell who are couples with pronouns. Pronouns also give us insight into the type of relationship that exists and if it is strained relationship or not. Yeah, pronouns are very interesting. Pronouns are words that stand in for nouns. There are three types of pronouns. They are first person, I, me, why, we, us. Second person, you, and third person, he, him, she, her, they, them, it. In deceptive language analysis, I prefer to think of pronouns in terms of personal and possessive. Personal pronouns, I, you, he, she, we, they, refer to people, animals, and objects. Possessive pronouns, my, ours, yours, his, hers, and theirs, refer to ownership or possession of something or someone. The use of a first-person personal pronoun, such as I, indicates a commitment to an action or activity on the part of the speaker or writer. An absence of a first-person pronoun may indicate a distancing from the action or activity. More significant is a shift from the person, first-person I to the second-person you. I indicates something you did or have done. You indicates what someone else did or has done. It may also indicate that the writer is distancing themselves from the action. Quote, so I decided not to review each and every report. You get tired after a 12-hour shift and you just want to go home and rest. Unquote. In this example, the speaker admits to not fulfilling his duties of reviewing all the reports, but distanced himself from his reasons for not completing his job by using the second-person personal pronoun, you, instead of the first-person pronoun, I. He could have easily and more truthfully have said this, quote, So I decided not to review each and every report. I was tired after a 12-hour shift. I just wanted to go home. In this sentence, the speaker has taken full responsibility for his actions and the reasons for not completing his job. Let's look at an example where there's an absence of first-person pronouns. Assume you're a restaurant owner and you're interviewing candidates for the position of sous chef and you want, you ask the following questions. Question. What were your duties as a sous chef at your last job? Answer. Well, the usual things, you know, you help with the kitchen prep, you help the chef with menu planning, you help with the cooking. Did the applicant tell you what he did at his last job? Hardly. The applicant did not take ownership of anything he described as his duties from the last job. The use of the second person pronoun, you, deceptively indicates the applicant did these activities at the last job while never saying he or she did these duties. Compare these answers. A. Well, the usual things, you know, you help with the kitchen prep, you help the chef with menu plan, you help with the cooking. Versus, well... The usual things, you know, I helped with the kitchen prep. I helped the chef with menu planning. I helped with the cooking. Which sounds more believable? 
The first answer distances the applicant from these actions, whereas the second answer takes full ownership of the answer. Additionally, the first answer uses the present tense verb help versus the past tense verb helped. As we suggest earlier in the book, the use of a present tense verb is described is to describe past events strongly indicates deception. The use of we. The personal pronoun. We may indicate that a relationship exists between people. We go on trips together, we eat together, we do activities together. The use of we indicates a consent to do things together. Compare the following sentences. He took me into the woods versus we went into the woods. Which sentence indicates consent in a relationship? The first obviously shows a lack of consent, and the second reflects an agreement to go into the woods together. In a sexual assault case, such as a date rape, the use of a personal pronoun we is expected at the outset of a statement. But when things turn sour, the we should disappear and be replaced with he and I. Let's look at the personal pronouns in the following statement where a college student was visiting a fraternity house on campus. Quote, Jed came over and started to massage my shoulders. He then asked me if I wanted to see the house. I said, okay, so we went inside. We went through the kitchen and then down the hall to the foyer to a room that had a piano. We stayed in that room for about 15 minutes. We talked and I played the piano. He said, do you want to see the upstairs? So I said, all right. We went upstairs and then he took me to Stan's bedroom. He then started kissing me. While we were kissing, we made our way to the bed and laid down. We kissed for a couple of minutes and he started to unbutton my blouse. He then pulled my blouse off, undid my bra and took it off. He then undid my pants. I started feeling uncomfortable and tried to button them back up. I said, I would like to go back to the party. I started to set up and he said, no, the party is here. My heart was pounding and I kept trying to get up and he kept pushing me down. I said, no, no, I want to go. He then started to finger me and I went limp. He said, so he said, so that's the way you're going to be now. He got off me and I got up and I got dressed. I went to the door opened it to leave, and he shut the light off and then grabbed me around the neck and pulled me back on the bed. I pulled away and screamed loud. He pushed my head into the bed so I couldn't scream. He twisted my neck. He said, I swear to God, I'll break your fucking neck now. Take your pants off. I said, no. He said, I'll kill you, kill you, drop you in a body bag in Philly, and no one will ever know. He pulled my pants off. I was just crying and saying, no, please don't hurt me. He punched me about four times. I told him I couldn't breathe. He then rolled me on my back and I felt him push his penis against me. He then put it in me and I started to cry. Oh God. Oh God. Unquote. Everything is going well in the above statement until Jed pulls her blouse off. The victim uses the pronoun we numerous times until things started going too far. After that point in the statement, the pronoun we disappears and is replaced with he and I. At that point, the consent was gone, as was the pronoun we. They were no longer engaged in agreed-upon activity together. Here are a couple additional thoughts on this statement. First, this is a heartbreakingly sad statement. 
When I read it, my heart goes out to the victim. I believe this statement is truthful because of the balance of the statement and the amount of unique sensory and spatial detail in the incident box of the statement. Second, I hope something dreadful happens to Jed, say, like a brain tumor. He's a true predator. Shifting pronouns. Possessive pronouns indicate ownership of objects and the closeness of our relationship with others. If you refer to your car as my car, then you're claiming ownership of your car. If you refer to your car as the car, well, maybe you don't really consider it your car. You subconsciously don't claim ownership of the car. The rule of thumb is that the possessive pronoun disappears, then the writer or speaker is distancing themselves from the object, person, or place. Let's take a look at a couple of examples. First is a statement made by an alleged victim of a house arson. I left my house right after breakfast to join my friends at the track for the day. I drove back to my house, made a few phone calls, then went out to dinner with Stan Thompson. Stan dropped me off at my house at around 10. After I changed my clothes, I left the house to spend the night at my cousin Tom's. Around midnight, we heard fire engines and got up to see what was happening. In the first three lines of the statement, he refers to his house as my house. But in line three, he changes it to the house. He appears to be distancing himself from the ownership of the house. In the next line, the house is on fire. The question you ask yourself is why did the personal pronouns referring to his house change? You probably suspect why. The alleged victim was a ga- had a gambling problem. He liked to play the ponies and was deeply in debt, going through a nasty divorce. His life was a slow-moving train wreck. He needed money, so he decided to burn his house down in order to collect the insurance money. The arson investigator quickly suspected the victim of being the arsonist, conducted a good interview, and the victim admitted to the arson. The next statement was given by Susan Smith following her confession of the murdering of her two children. Her statement is this, quote, When I was at John D. Long Lake, I had never felt so scared and unsure as I did then. I wanted to end my life so bad and was in my car ready to go down the ramp into the water. And I did go part way, but I stopped. I went again and stopped. I then got out of the car and stood by the car, a nervous wreck. Once again, the possessive pronoun, my car, changes to the car when she finally lets her car roll into the lake and her children drown. When she made that decision, she subconsciously gave up the ownership of the car. She wanted distance from it and what she had done. The last statement we'll look at is given by a husband who claims his wife drowned while they were out boating. My wife and I have left around 9 a.m. and went to the marina where we kept our boat. My wife and I left the marina in the boat at 10.30 a.m. I picked up some fuel and odds and ends at the boat store. Then she and I headed for Captain's Cove about five miles out. Arriving around 11.30 a.m., I anchored the boat, and then my wife and I started to swim. It was around 11.50 when I noticed that Sandy was nowhere to be found. Oh, boy. Now, where do we start? He uses the possessive pronoun, our boat, in the first sentence, but changes it to the boat and continues to use that reference throughout the remainder of the statement. Like the previous house arson statement, the husband changes the possessive pronoun my boat to the boat, thus gives up possession of his boat in the statement. Why the change? More interestingly, though, is how he refers to his spouse. He consistently refers to to her as my wife up to the time when he realizes she's missing. He then shifts reference to her from my wife to Sandy. 
Experience has shown that perpetrators of familial violence has a, have a difficult time admitting to harming a family member. By shifting from the possessive pronoun my wife to Sandy, he distanced himself from the familial ties to his wife. One other thing you should also jump out is the change in reference to time. As we discussed in Chapter 7, we always look for any changes in how time is referenced. Throughout the statement, the husband always refers to time using a.m. In lines 1, 2, and 4, he references time using a.m., but in the last line of the statement, he changes it to 11.50. This also coincides with the moment of the most tension in the statement when his wife disappeared. The husband later admitted to drowning his wife and using odds and ends like the extra anchor and length of nylon rope he purchased at the boat store to weigh her body down. Pronouns may seem like a small part of the vocabulary, but if you know what you look for and listen for, they can tell you a lot about the person you're talking to. Quick tips. There are three types of pronouns. They are first person, I, me, my, we, us. Second person, you. Third person, he, him, she, her, they, them, it. Use of the first person singular pronoun, I, reflects commitment to an action or activity by the speaker writer. Use of the second person singular pronoun, you, indicates a lack of commitment to action or activities by the speaker or writer. The first person plural pronoun, we, indicates a relationship exists or there exists agreement to an action or activity. If the agreement or relationship is strained or breached, we will likely we will likely be replaced with he or slash she and I or they. Possessive pronouns, my, my, me, our, yours, his, hers, theirs. The disappearance of possessive pronouns may suggest the speaker or writer is distancing himself from the person, objects, or place. Example, my house to the, the house, my car to the car. And that concludes this special reading. Uh, thank you for joining me. I wanted to give you a little taste of uh, what the book is like and uh, how it flows and some of the information you'll get from it when you read it. I appreciate you uh, tuning in, listening, and I will once again include in the show notes for all my podcast listeners the discount code PODCAST. And you'll get a 25% discount if you click on the link to the baby book a bookshop that I'll put in the show notes. So once again, thank you very much, and we will talk to you next week.